One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome to the Football Ramble on this Brian McDermott's birthday. Oh, Man City, Man City, Southampton, Southampton, and Troy Deeney made a hungover Pete Donaldson cry. A boo-hoo, a boo-hoo. Marcus is dead, and I am here to take his place. He's not really he's in Mexico. Where was he? Was he in the Azteca or something? Where yeah. he's yes. traveling around? When the when the cat's away, the dog will play. When the mice are, when the mouse is away, the cats mm. will play. What when, the when Marcus is in Mexico, Pete will host. On Animal Farm, Mexico in, in many ways. Mexico. Oh God, I'm in the seat and I'm doing puns. Exactly, yeah. really tortured play on words. Yeah, yeah. it's what happens, isn't Close it? To us all, mate. Will you need to um, stage your intervention? Oh, sort me out. Sort me out. You've got the pun suppository up your bum because you're in that chair. <laughs> How have you been, gentlemen? All right? Good, thanks. Good. Good. Well, let's uh, move on with the show. This is the Football Ramba for the 8th of April, 2019. Um, the FA Cup happened mm. and we got one rather dull match and one really exciting one. We're going to start with Watford 3, Wolverhampton Wanderers 2. Winning the FA Cup runners' medals nice and early. Yeah, what? <laughs> Watford, yeah. They've yeah, got yeah. them. They've bagged guaranteed them. Guaranteed the FA Cup runners-up medal. <laughs> it's, a, it's a great moment. It for is. It's yeah. a wonderful moment. Yeah. It was lovely to see Troy Deeney put things in perspective to a certain extent. What did he say? Well, he basically sort of made the point that this isn't about Man City. This isn't about who we're facing. This is about Watford. Yes. This is about me playing non-league yeah, yeah. 10 years ago and paying £10 come 
from. pounds. Up into jail. Yeah. <laughs> well, he, well he didn't really say that, did he? No, <laughs> he has. Well, he, he has. Yeah, yeah, he has. Um, but it, you're right. It was a sort of heartwarming thing to see mm. how much it meant to him because before the game, he was quite vocal about how it was just another match. Yeah, and he wouldn't prepare in any any different way, which I suppose is you know testament to. I'm still going to be a model <laughs> pro despite being very outspoken and. <laughs> I'm still going to be blowing out my bum by, uh, by 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 the time it gets to extra time. So don't worry I mean, about it. He's an absolute terror to play against. Oh my I god! Mean, yeah, the guy just. Again, I know I use this analogy a lot, but he is like the Jason Voorhees of football. Yeah, he he never knows when he's beaten, he keeps coming back. Yeah. Well, he's sort of like, he, you always know where he'll be in the 18-yard box, but he will be hurting you yeah. in some way. The, big, the physicality of the bastard. bastard. <laughs> yeah, he's a busy bastard. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, 100 times out of 100, he would score that penalty in yes. a high-pressure situation. Yes. You just yeah. knew it. Just yeah. no way that's going and, and, anywhere and else. There's a lot to learn from that because 93rd or 94th minute or whatever to equalise an FA Cup semi-final, big stage, and what did he say afterwards? He said, I'll be honest, I just put my head down, smash it as hard as I yeah. could. There's a lesson there. Absolutely. Yeah. Don't you, be you're always beating about. the drum for that. Though, Don't aren't be you? mucking about. Don't overcomplicate Pete, things. If you're 3 0 up and it's half an hour to go and you've got a penalty, have a bit of fun with it. Have yeah. a bit of fun. I'm not against that. Try and pump it in. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Try fart it in. Yeah, why not? Do yeah. what Perez did that time. Do you remember? <laughs> you know? I was, I was, I was, like was going to bring that up. Do you know Arsenal were 1 0 up? At that point, <laughs> the they, were, they were the very hits. good back then. They were, yeah, they they were, were but <laughs> still. But but so I don't mind the impudence when um when it, when the, when the occasion suits. But mm. in this situation, do what if in doubt do what, what Deeney did. What would Troy Deeney do? <laughs> mm. yeah. Do what Troy Deeney did. Speaking of impudent, though, mm. I want not impotent, impudent. Yes, I want to talk about. Um, Craig Cathcart. Oh. <laughs> no, I, I want to talk about uh, Gerard Delafeu's. Uh, I rendered the head. goalkeeper impotent. I would say he did. I have never seen anyone do that with their foot. It was like he <laughs> unhooked it from his ankle and like sort of slapped the ball. Which sort of oh, Messi did that. Everyone would be talking about. It. Everyone's talking about it. Can, can I just Sharp. say it reminded me of Ronaldinho that time against Chelsea in the mm. Champions League. We just came from nowhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But, but to see that and to sort of have. The presence of thought and the just how relaxed he looked. And, yeah. Oh, it was positive was it, stuff. It was fantastic. Absolutely. The, the confidence of that as well made you think, oh, Watford are getting back in this. There's yeah. no, we, we, there's no, it's happening. You can feel it <laughs> happening. I'm impudent and you, sir, are impotent. Mm, That's I've, what he may have said. I've but, scored with my dueling foot. I th- <laughs> yeah. It's like he threw, a, he threw like a, a, a metal glove on the ground mm, beforehand. Mm. But I thought it was surprising not to see Delafaye start the game. So obviously he started a bit recently, and 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 he's he as he proved to be this kind of mercurial character. Yeah. And people have asked questions about his consistency, and perhaps that's why you know I don't want to be disrespectful to them on their special day, but mm. why he's playing for Watford and perhaps not playing for a bigger team. But it proved to be a sort of masterstroke because yeah. clearly what had happened was Gracia had sort of motivated and annoyed Delafeo to the extent where he just couldn't wait to get going. Mm. And once he got on the pitch, he was sort of unplayable. I mean, his second goal. I think probably has to go down as a slight goalkeeper error, but he took it so early yeah. Yeah. that the keeper just didn't have time, did he, to, to do anything? Couldn't set himself, couldn't get in the right position. Mm. And and to show that kind of presence of mind deep into extra time, and from Delafeo's point of view, I thought was really you know, really impressive. Yeah, it was. Uh, Jimenez's goal, I thought, was uh, quite decent, but mm. a very tedious bit of VAR because he yes. celebrated obviously and it was like the defender's left foot that was kind of if yeah. that had been ruled off for offside I wouldn't necessarily have complained because it was like sorry think, I would have complained yeah, yeah, absolutely yeah. <laughs> what you Wait, said what the exact what opposite of what I said about two seconds ago <laughs> yeah. again it, and we've spoken about this so many times but the advantage he's gaining there is so minimal to basically not exist <laughs> it's in the air he's doing yeah. a volley like the, being on, off, on or offside by that amount doesn't really matter the defender yeah. ain't getting a, a face full of foot 
No. <laughs> you you were um, a big advocate of the mask, presumably, Pete? Oh, massively. Well, it's, it's Sin Cara's mask, the, uh, isn't the wrestler he, in WWE. Isn't Sin Cara sort of like a this kind of token of failure, though? Isn't he known as oh, being I don't a sort know. of project I that doesn't really work? Didn't, didn't, the mask, didn't, the, didn't, didn't the mask have a load of wolves? Oh, yeah, it was specially made. Yeah. Right, I was going to yeah, say, yeah. Why, why the hell is a wrestler well, wearing that? Well, Sin Cara, <laughs> Sin Cara made, I think, got it made for him because I think he's, he's best friends with him, which is oh, quite right. cool. Mexico, oh, that makes sense. Mexico. Mexico. Oh, everyone's a friend. Lucho Libre. No, everyone's a, everyone's a wrestler. <laughs> everyone's a wrestler. It might explain his sort of prowess in the air. Because that, yes, that was a I sort of so, luchador's yeah. goal, if ever there is one. Yeah, uh, high-flying uh, wrestling move. Would you say it was one of the best semi-finals in recent memory? Oh, because, easily. Oh, it was fantastic. Well, it's funny because I, I initially thought that, and I, I kind of still do think that, but I, my instinctive reaction was what Jim just said there, as in easily. But we've had some good ones. I mean, Reading came with an extra time of getting to the final against Arsenal in 2015. Chelsea and Spurs duked out a good 4-2 a few years ago. 13-14 was good. You guys remember Hull beat Sheffield United 5-3. Oh, yeah. And then lost to Arsenal an extra time with that comeback yes. win. Um, so there's been a few good ones. I, mm. I, 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 did Spurs not get beaten 5-1 by Chelsea a bit before that as well? So there's been some good ones. I think uh, in contrast to the other side of the draw, oh, yeah. I think yeah. it was quite an exciting It's like going it's... to watch your favourite band and the warm-up is the worst recording artist you've ever yeah. seen. <laughs> yeah, but the, uh, the thing is though, I think it's the nature of the comeback and the nature of Delafay's De goal being so good. Mm. And also the you know the, the mask thing and, and mm. you know, the, 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 a lot happened in it. There was a lot of drama. It's, it's like Noel Gallagher and his high-flying Birds supporting the Smashing Pumpkins and AFI, which is actually, actually happening, happening in North, yes. North America. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very you, confusing. Do you spare any sort of sympathy for Wolves? They've had a good season. They came pretty close. Yeah. They were what two 0 up with ten or mm. eleven minutes to go. I think the the thing that we we're seeing with Wolves now though is we're all expecting them to um, to go into most games they play actually as favourites. But the thing is, the truth of it is, it is their first season in the top flight for a long time, and they are maybe undone sometimes by being a little bit naive. And Watford are one of the canniest sides in the league. Um, and as you say, Troy Deeney personifies a lot of that team and that they don't know when they're beaten, or they, they almost don't care if they're losing. They're like, all right, come on, let's get the mm. job done. And I think that that was, you know, that was what, what won out in the day. I had my narrative set day. up ahead of this. Until right. Oh, sorry, mate. No, 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 not what you just said, but in, in terms of the game, when, as soon as Wolves went 2-0 up, I was kind of thinking, yeah, this sort of makes sense because Wolves are a team who appear to like the big occasion. And it mm. makes sense because they've got experienced top-level pros like Raul Patricio, Gian Moutinho, these up-and-coming guys who are quite glamorous and who took a backward step to play in the championship and are now loving it. And if you look at their results throughout the season, generally speaking, Kind of, it does. It does add up. I mean, they've beaten Chelsea in the league. They've drawn against Arsenal away in the league. They've beaten Man United twice this season, I think. Um, they've they've had some good results against big teams. When they come unstuck, it tends to be, you know, Huddersfield have beaten them twice inexplicably. It, you wonder whether they can get themselves up for the sort of mm. smaller games, and um, then they just completely lost. And then, <laughs> and then Watford just sort of turned it around, and, and so it <laughs> kind of kiboshed it. But I thought that um, Watford were fairly good value in the end. And that seems crazy, but when Wolves were tuning up, you always got the impression that there was something in it for Watford. I don't know. Yeah. It's a ten minute, what, when did this go? Like, it was like 10 minutes from the end, wasn't it? The, uh, pretty much, yeah, 79. And, and it wasn't, it was a, an incredibly galvanising goal because it was so special. It was like, well, we just need to put one in now. Yeah. And, then, and we've got the and players to cause on. problems it in the box. On, yeah. mm. And what did you think of the penalty decision, by the way? Uh, Pen for me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, VAR checked it. VAR checked it, so it is empirically correct. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I hate VAR. It's rubbish. Uh, so on the other side of the coin was obviously uh, Manchester City one, uh, Brighton and Hove Albion nil. 
I mean, Man City managing four shots on target. Busted flush, lads. Yeah. Yeah. They're done for. Tired from. Unbelievable. Tired from all One shot on target for every trophy chat. they're going to win this year. <laughs> <laughs> it was a dirty old match, really. But yeah. could, like, you would expect Man City to go out there and absolutely hammer them, but they yeah. just didn't. It's good, great finish from Gabriel Jesus. Mm. And also, that's the squad stepping up because they did look. Um, it was a very professional job they did mm. on Brighton, wasn't it? They didn't seem to sort of, you know really uh, attack it as, as they do when they're at their flowing best but that well, is they did probably four times. they did four well, times exactly that's, that's far <laughs> less than you'd expect but do you think that is just sort of that season management from Guardiola going look try and score early and protect that lead and just manage the game properly control the game properly I've Brighton, got Brighton. nothing to say about this game <laughs> Brighton didn't <laughs> I've got play, nothing Brighton didn't play that badly uh, and I think a lot, of, in the game. a lot of the Brighton fans that I know actually went to Wembley they actually came back with a smile on their face because yeah. they were envisaging a robbing <laughs> I've actually got something to say I just remembered what about oh. that oh, um, good. coming together of Johan Bakshung Carl Walker yeah that mm. was the flashpoint that was a flashpoint and that VAR did not ignite any Tinder VAR checked that yeah, I didn't understand that at all. It's a red card for you, is <laughs> it? Yeah. yeah it stuck was... his head in there, didn't yeah. it? Very, very strange. And that could have changed the complexion of the game, mm. could it not? And, and so, yeah, it was interesting. <laughs> about as interesting as that match got, to be Half an hour in, so it could have changed in a big way. But I think mm. if, if Chris Hewton had been offered, look, there's 20 minutes to go and you're 1-0 down, yeah. probably would have taken that. Because mm. as you said, they probably feared a drop-in and, and it gives them a chance to get something out of the game. And at one point, they had quite a lot of attacking, mercurial, creative players on the mm. pitch at the same time so they did go for it and and unfortunately it just never really happened for them no you're not going to get much space at the back against a very mobile Manchester City yeah, Pep's well, team of course oh, sorry um, I was going to say that Laporte's clearance was another of mm. the very very few talking points where Brighton came mm. very very close to getting the ball over the line a little bit of a goal mouth scramble again it was a half Murray was a, almost got on it it was a half chance you'd stay still it still didn't, didn't look like it was yeah. going anywhere basically if, 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 if Gabriel Jesus' goal which was a decent finish it would have appeared in the Wolves Watford game we probably wouldn't have even mentioned it <laughs> yeah. that's how different in terms of yeah. spectacle it was and and if you come all the way down from Manchester to watch that I suppose you'd be pretty happy because you're in the final but it'd have been a bit like meh have you seen the Manchester City home uh, attendances they all live down here, mate. Don't worry about it. It's expensive, isn't it? Yeah, it's expensive. Why, why, why do you hate the fellow, your fellow working class? What is it against Manchester you've got? Yeah. I, just can't, I just can't handle anyone, really, yeah. no, <laughs> most right. times of the day. No, well, I can, I can, I've got hate in my heart. I can it that. needs to get out. It's not just specifically Mancunians, it's the human race. It's, yeah, it's the Mancunians <laughs> and the humans. Um, so Pep's team still have a, a shot at the quadruple. Uh, Pep, look, talking it down, he says it's never been done before uh, in England. Uh, and and uh, Could you see it happening? Yeah, can I mean, can happen. Yeah, of course it can. Yeah. I can see anything that's not ruled out by the law, the accepted laws of science to, have, right. to be possible. All yeah. right, but in a realistic uh, football based arena. Well, who have they got? I mean, who have they got in the Champions League, Jim? Spurs. Spurs. They could mm. win that. They could win that easily. Yeah. Mm. I mean, I'm not saying they will, but they could. They could win the final. Pretty straightforward FA Cup. I, I fancy them to win the league. Mm. So there, straight away, really, you're looking at a domestic treble mm-hmm. because you'd have to back them against Watford in the final, regardless of how pleased we were for Watford to to get through. It's just the Champions League where it gets very difficult. If they get past Spurs, which they'll be favourites to do so, it's going to get tough. But mm. then when you're in the semi-final, anything's possible. Mm. Look, I, the odds that's being offered on it, I wouldn't take it. But mm. I, if, if any team's going to do it... Because you, you said so you've put in the running order. It's never been done in England, but mm. Celtic, Real Madrid and Porto have done it. No Googling. Can you name another team that's done it? Mm. Is it Guardiola's Barcelona? No. Okay, right. Interesting. I, I was about to say, yeah. well, Guardiola's already done it before. Because I thought yeah. it, it was because they won five or six in his first season in charge or something. But weren't a couple of those, uh, I think it was five and six in his first calendar year. Because I think oh, there right, were Super okay. Cups and, right. and equivalents. Okay, right. Okay, fair enough. Well, um, I mean, if you need if you need the four, 
Because, I mean, obviously, Celtic have done it five titles in uh, one season, the European Cup, Scottish First Division, Scottish Cup, Scottish League Cup, and the Glasgow Cup. That's amazing. Does oh. that count? Does the Glasgow uh, well, Cup it's count? It's a trophy, isn't it? It's in it's the cabinet, I'd imagine. I think on your watch it does, Pete. Yeah, but I, I, <laughs> I, I, th- I thought that because they won the Copa del Rey, La Liga, and the Champions League in his first season in charge, Guardiola, mm. that they would have won some sort of other trophy as well, and that mm. counts. They could add in. But yeah, maybe not. I don't know. Don't know. They, so do, who, they, who they need to do more tours. Um, Al Ali, Al Ali, uh, and Sun here in uh, Hong Kong. Oh, yes, and Santos in Brazil. Ah, well. right. Yeah, four. I mean, I would never have got those. No, Linfield have, has done seven, but they do oh, wow. enter a lot of competitions. <laughs> and Arsenal ladies and Valletta. So there we go. Um, moving on, uh, we're going to be uh, taking a short ad break, if that's all right with you guys. Yeah. No, we'll be back. There'll be some messages. and We'll be back with more messages on our own watch, quite frankly. And we'll have some emails with Jim Campbell. We'll be back in a tick. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. What a screamer that was by me. Oh, good day, Alex Mauer. <laughs> I love that. Who's that? Alex Mauer. Oh, is it? Uh, yeah. What a screamer. By, by me. me. Yeah, Beautiful. Every footballer should have to, um, you know, uh, review their match when they come yeah. off the field, possibly in a haiku. Well, apparently that used to be the case in in sort of like the 50s and stuff like that, where <laughs> reporters would, would run on and, and try and do that. I like, mean, they're practically as... doing that now, yeah. to be fair. I say bring it back. <laughs> More of that. Uh, Could we have some emails, please, uh, yeah. Jim Campbell? Say I'm the only bee in your bonnet. Not the bees! Ah! You've got mail. Bad bees! Bad bees! Hello. Um, so I've got an email here to kick us off from Nick Aldridge. Mm. Uh, my friend Jim and I, I would like to confirm I'm not the Jim in this story in case that's confusing. We'll decide in the minute. Yeah, anyone. we'll find All right, out. Okay. My friend Jim <laughs> and I... Have fallen down some stairs? No. So it's not me. My friend Jim and I were lucky enough to be given tickets to the Wolves versus Watford semi-final at the weekend. Oh, this is emails hot off the press. Nice. Absolutely. Jim has a really rare heart condition and a rich benefactor heard his story and got a massive Wolves fan Jim some tickets for the game. The only issue being that the benefactor got confused. 
Jim isn't a Wolves fan, but a fan of their arch rivals, West Brom. <laughs> On arriving at Wembley, we found out the tickets were in fact for the 120 club at Wembley, a crazy expensive part of Club Wembley that we think costs about a grand. Things got even funnier as Jim was introduced to Wolves le- legend Steve Ball, <laughs> and they also tried to introduce us to Tim Sherwood for some reason. Uh, but let's <laughs> face it, this there is got, a line. This man's got a heart problem. He shouldn't yeah, be introduced to Tim absolutely. Sherwood. Absolutely. Wow. Yeah. But by the sounds of it, they refused it. Which I think is wonderful. There's a line. No, Tried do, to introduce us to Tim do, Sherwood. Do you guys want to meet uh, Tim Sherwood? Uh, not really. No, no. no, no. Absolutely not. I'm in the middle not. of my, my foie gras. Eh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no other heart condition. Go on. <laughs> True. I'm in, the middle of, I'm in the middle of my whole grain. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Jim held it all together until celebrating Troy Deeney's penalty like a maniac in front of a bemused set of incredibly rich people. Yeah. If you could give a shout out to Jim's organ donation campaign, Save Nine Lives, that would be greatly appreciated too. It's all about encouraging people to register as an organ donor. Each person can save the lives of nine people by di- donating their organs. Jim has been waiting for a new heart for around four years and now has a heart pump meaning his heart is powered by nine hour batteries. He's only wow. 23 and has had three heart attacks whilst on a waiting list for a new heart. So keep up the work with the, with the show. Good work with the show. It's from Nick Aldridge. Yeah, so we wish you well, Jim. Yeah. And uh, yeah, do, um, do check that out. I'd be a lovely day yesterday anyway. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. It sounds like you enjoyed the end of it very much. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Hello, Ramblers. With all the recent chat about food throwing, it got me thinking about drink throwing. I went to a game. I know, Luke, you hate this in particular. Well, can, I, can I just make it mm. clear what I hate particularly? Yep. And because and, and, I think this might have been misconstrued during last summer. I don't right. think I made it clear. I don't mind if you're watching your team and a goal is scored and you're so excited you inadvertently spill your drink. It mm. happens. I'm mm-hmm. not going to get pressures about it if someone spills some beer on me in the, in the melee and there's limbs everywhere. I get that. It's the thing I don't like and it, it came to the fore in the summer of all the videos that were doing the rounds in England's campaign in the World Cup when people are standing there when say Harry Kane's about to take a penalty yeah. holding their beer like they're about to r- yeah. throw it yeah. and then when the Goals is scored, throw it. Yeah. That's not the same. No, you no. shouldn't be doing that. One, it's a waste of beer, right? Mm. That's borderline insane. There, there are people it. who are thirsty for a beer in the world, <laughs> yeah. which I hate. Don't waste it. And two, you just annoy. You just you practice. It's, it's, like, it's like it's like this whole thing Pete talks about, center of attention kind of stuff, which I know is rich coming from us. But <laughs> genuinely speaking, people we built a studio for it. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so that's that's just to make it clear, Jim. I'm not against people's drinks being spilled if it's through sheer joy. Mm. I'm not a killjoy in or that. Or if way. you've been doing it for ten years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, listen to this. I went to a game a few years ago with a mate of mine, and we sat in the active support section of the home team. I, mean, I don't know what support. that means. Is we... that like a kind of little kind of like I'm gonna say ghetto? <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. Problem. You can, yeah. Yeah, you can support. You can be naughty here. I don't know where that is, but um, <laughs> you can so be it, naughty here. Let's call, you know the family. My section? My favorite sex club. The, fa- <laughs> the family section. Yeah, so the opposite to that. The opposite. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm, the delinquent section. Yeah. Um, we noticed when goals were scored, some fans would throw plastic cups of beer and other alcohol up in the air, meaning nearby fans got sprayed with alcohol. The fans, however, mostly didn't mind until the end of the game. There was a father and her daughter, who would have been around six years old, sitting two rows in front of us. The daughter found roughly a three-quarter full cup of beer abandoned on a seat and asked her father if she was allowed to throw the beer in the air like the fans she'd witnessed during the game. Oh. Without much thought, the father agreed. This would have been fine. <laughs> however, what the daughter actually did was pour the beer on the head head of the fan sitting in front of her. <laughs> the father at this point was obviously embarrassed and very apologetic to the angry fan who was also trying hard not to hit a little girl. 
That is from Andrew Applehoff, and that is magnificent. I kind of endorse that. Yeah. The guy's been but... an idiot before, and yeah, fair enough. Oh, what? They poured it on the fan who'd thrown the beer in there. It, it, it does not. Just, it it does no, not somebody else. Somebody, it's just some we, fan. It yeah, might just have. some fan. If it's an innocent bystander, that's unfortunate. Yeah. Oh. But if it's someone who's been throwing beer around, toast your own medicine. Indeed. You should be allowed to set up a um, what are those big long uh, machines uh, that people set up in their front rooms? Oh God, it's that guy's Hang name. On. Hang on. Mm. Hang on. Whoa, steady. Jim and I are both looking is blankly this, here. Is this one for Football Ramble A Nights? Rube Goldberg machine. Hang on, mate. I've Do you know the Rube Goldberg? You've heard of them. Like, they're kind of like machines that are made out of uh, like contraptions and bits of uh, rulers. Give it a Google. I will. Uh, r- bits of rulers and bits of plastic. And, What's uh, it called again? And, and you start Goldberg off machine. with a ball and you kind of roll it down a little sort of channel. Oh, it's like, Jim, it's like one of those um, Struble Scramble type things. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They kind of saw all a million different actions. Some happen, of them are very impressive, and some mm. of them are very impressive, and they take years and years to build, and it all just gets destroyed. For in, people in one listening, minute. a machine intentionally designed to perform a simple task in an indirect and overcomplicated fashion. Yes, and yeah, that's nice. how I explained it. What, what, what's the relevance? <laughs> it was to a this? Rube Goldberg. If you if you can set up a really uh, amazing Rube Goldberg machine in the stadium, but like in ninety minutes, yeah, and the end product is, is tipping a, a pint of, is it, is tipping a <laughs> pint of beer on someone's head you're allowed to do it if you're just tipping a pint of beer on someone's head I'm not having it no fair enough, yeah, not fair fair enough. you've made that, that very was, clear no, that was so long winded it was kind of like a Rube Goldberg kind of <laughs> and I just explained that and you're re-explaining itself. it yeah. Yeah. yeah a lot of my points are definitely Rube Goldberg yes. yeah. yeah. uh, talking about uh, people um, uh, turning up and not being fans of, of whatever team and, and, and having to be introduced did you see the uh, kids on telly getting introduced with the Man City uh, Scarfs around their neck. No, no. And I don't think a single put one of them was an actual Man City fan. They were oh, going, God. Arsenal, Chelsea, uh, Man City. Well, they've uh, just Man, been dressed United. up. They've just the... been dressed. Uh, they got invited by a, a player, I can't remember who, uh, but it was just like, oh, was it Raheem kids. Sterling? It was Raheem Sterling, yes. that's right, yeah. Did, did you, uh, and did it was you, so weird. Did you guys see the picture that did the rounds on Twitter um, of the assistant manager? So it just reminded me of it, right. of Bulgaria. No. Right? Who looks, and I know we get this a lot, but he looks exactly like Pete and I do mean exactly oh I did see this we're going to have to share it on the old uh, Twitter because it is incredible how much he looks like him right I mean it's, it's, I know everyone looks like Pete but this really does take the biscuit he looks like you same age everything it's incredible mate I'm, I'm, I'm googling assistant manager Bulgaria and all I'm getting uh, pictures of is uh, <laughs> is Rudolph I don't know why <laughs> Well, maybe he's suddenly signed. And Keggy, weirdly enough. I'm trying to find it. I'll, I'll, I'll definitely find it and tweet it. It's okay. remarkable. Mm. All right. Well, you can do your own uh, homework, people, if you fancy a bit of that. Uh, any more for any more? Yes, got a couple more. I've got just a quick one to start with. Why is everyone saying City are on for the quadruple? They won the Community Shield as well. Why does mm. nobody count that? It's run by the FA and you get a physical trophy for it. Should be the quintuple. So that's from Oliver <laughs> Memories Bailey. I think Memories, I'm getting back in touch. The Community Shield mugs itself off by being a plate, so. Yeah. It's not fair, is well, it? it's a shield, isn't it? Sort of. Right, is yeah. it? I'd like to see Can someone you... use it as a shield. I, a think be, small. I think it'd be very effective. What's it going to protect? Yeah. Pretty, pretty heavy, but it'd be quite effective. <laughs> what do you think a shield is? You do it like that. Yeah, but you, you want it yeah. a bit bigger than that, wouldn't you? I, th- I think it's pretty pretty weighty. Yeah. If that was in Skyrim, it would have very little protection. <laughs> would it protect you from Macho Man Randy Savage? <laughs> breathing fire on you, man. Mm. Or that, have... that is a niche reference. <laughs> yeah. Um, memories, good to hear him getting in touch. Mm. I love memes. So I've got one more to finish on. This is not the first time I've emailed the Ramble, but it is the first time I've been sober in doing so. My anxiety <laughs> disorder goes away when I have alcohol. Testify, brother. Uh, imagine <laughs> my excitement when I heard that Ramble Live, the Ramble Live, will make it... Uh, make its way across the pond to the US. One slight problem. The closest show to me will be in New York. My question is, if I drive 10 hours from North Carolina to New York to see the show, can I kiss Pete? 
Yeah. I've had all my shots and 2020 is far enough away for me to practice. Even if I can't, I'll still come. Yours in perpetuity, Jason. So what do you think about that, Pete? We're well, not going in 2020 for a start, so he's yeah, not got as well, much time as know. he thinks. Jim, uh, well, you've got a cold sore at the moment, I, I believe. Or yeah. just a cut or something on it your head. It is a cold sore. So yeah. what if he gets a cold, what if he's got a cold sore when well, he gives me a kiss? I'm cold sore free. Right. I've lived 37 years without getting a cold sore and I'm really pleased with that fact. Yeah, Wait, it's on the horizon. Maybe you I could do so much smooching. Maybe you can make him wear one of those masks that you sometimes see people wearing. <laughs> yes. like a surgical mask. So you'll kiss him if he's got a mask on. If he's got I mean, a mask on, you can draw people, some lips on the mask. It's fine. I don't know why people are talking about complaining about driving ten hours to see us in the US because yeah. let's face it, door to door, it's going to take us about ten hours to get there. <laughs> Absolutely, we're, we're making, taking a plane. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You don't even get to what we don't even get to watch yeah. it. Mm. And also for for a lot of the people emailing saying, um, "How come you're not coming here? Or how come you're not coming there? There are more dates going to be announced, and um, yeah, we're not deliberately annoying." Your town, apart from you, sat on the bus now, <laughs> yeah. looking out the window. And, and um, we hear you. With that uh. old man opposite you. That you, yeah, you you can't have whatever you want. Oh, so, bro, so. gross. I would, expect, I would accept certain amounts of feedback about certain geographical locations, but mm. most people are just having a moan. Get in the car, get on the train, come see us. Mm. We'll make it worth you while. We'll buy yeah. you a beer. Yeah, no, we won't buy them a beer. No, sorry, we won't. We'll we share do live quite we'll a some beer. big venues. Yeah, come on true, now. Yeah. Yeah. Come I, just, on I now. want to say a final mention to, uh, to Jamie Davis, who um, had his appendix out. JD, uh, without weekend, an A. As well as seeing his beloved Fulham get uh, relegated recently. And um, he's uh, described his appendix as a useless bastard and therefore named it Andre Scherler. So um, yeah. do, do get better, Jamie. God ran Mustafi. Yeah, mm. call it that. Can you know, well, show at the for emails if you want to get in touch. Um, Jim will be reading them until Marcus is back, I suppose. From the dead. Mm. In yeah. many ways that uh, his um, appendix has been relegated from yeah. out of his body. <laughs> his body, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Falling um, through the relegation trapdoor. Do you get to keep it? I don't know. I don't know if you can. I'd be chewing on that thing like a uh, moon. Yeah, you would, wouldn't yeah. you? I got, I got a, um, I got to keep my plaster cast when I was a kid. Did you? And I, I left that it, stank. I forgot about it. I left it at the back of the wardrobe. My mum was not very happy with me. Mm. Why did it stink? Yeah, I absolutely started to kick <laughs> up. Yeah, she was like, "Where's that come from?" <laughs> What have you got in your cupboard that smells of old flesh? (laughs) Disgusting. Uh, So uh, yes, I think she was fairly happy with the result because it could have been a lot worse. Oh, she smelled plastic. Oh, good lord! Uh, Premier League. Back to the Premier League. We had a couple of uh, choice matches. Uh, Friday kicked off uh, with um, a slightly strange football match between Southampton and uh, Liverpool. Ten minutes to go, and Liverpool looked to uh, drop points, and then uh, Ryan Bertrand. And the Southampton defence had other ideas. Mm. Let um, Mo Salah have a, have a run at them. Bertrand on, on Salah actually said before the game, I won't change my preparations. I'm just looking forward to seeing his strengths and seeing his weaknesses and trying to nullify some and exploiting the others. Did he nullify or exploit, Jim? No, he didn't. He <laughs> amplified Salah's quality. Imagine if you were manager and you said, well, so are you happy with your preparation? I'm just looking forward to seeing his strengths. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not the best player in the league in that position. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm looking you're forward looking forward to watching. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking forward to Buy seeing him top, take his top off with I, his lovely six pack. I'm just gutted. I'll only see the back of him. <laughs> <laughs> well, he saw the front of him. He's back, backtracking so hard, wasn't he? But Southampton had, a, had uh, Liverpool going for a while. And mm. uh, when, they, when they went one up, there was Shane Long had another chance. He didn't take. He didn't even oh, connect yeah. with it properly. Yeah, and that could have really changed the complexion of the game because I, I understand that Liverpool are always going to be confident of getting goals and they're going to turn things around. And to concede so early, they had a lot mm. of uh, time to. to I get couldn't back. agree more. If if Shane Long had had another seven goes at that, he probably would have well, put it away. You know, listen, I think three <laughs> goals in forty appearances are pretty indicative of why he didn't take that second chance um, because he's really going to be on on average waiting another twelve games before he scores another one. But <laughs> but but have they scored the second? It would have, I think, it would have made it a lot more of an open game because mm. Liverpool would have had to have pushed because they knew really that um, at this stage of the season a draw against Southampton wouldn't be good enough. No. But I don't, 
I think Hassan Hutter's done a good job at Southampton. I think they look completely different to to, to the predecessor, uh, Mark Hughes. Um, but I don't think, watching that game, I, I felt that they really believed they could win it. No. And I don't think they ever thought for one minute that 1-0 that was going to be enough. Yeah. And then, of course, as soon as they conceded uh, the, the equaliser, yeah. which came, what, in the middle, uh, just before half-time or mm. whatever it was, um, they didn't really look like they were going to do much, which is a shame because they've been vastly improved under under Hudson, who I think has done a good job. And I think he might... I'm not suggesting they're going to finish anything above seventh next season, <laughs> which is the uh, the ceiling for all those teams. But I think they could be vastly improved next year. I do. Mm. Also, it's a difficult match to go into for Southampton because obviously you're playing against a brilliant Liverpool team who are flying high and they also feature some of your own best players. So that's <laughs> kind of difficult. <laughs> yeah, it's true, yeah. It's, it's an interesting running with Liverpool, isn't it? But the, the way that Liverpool do have that in them, uh, in that the, they, they can concede, that is why people are sort of, well, that's why the odds for the Man City's uh, quadruple are so, so, yeah. so short. Quintuple. <laughs> quintuple, sorry. Because yeah, they've got their uh, charity. But charity Liverpool have got the best defence in the Premier League overall. Mm. So, I, 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 do they not look a little bit shaky though at this point in the season well, they, haven't kept, Man City. they haven't kept a clean sheet <clears throat> for about a month or so in the league mm. um, so there is that but I mean up until not that long ago their defensive record was absolutely incredible wasn't it and then, and then mm. they had um, then they had that um, that mad 4-3 against Palace mm. and you thought okay they've, they've kind of righted the ship again because they went 3-0 Bournemouth 0-0 Bayern Munich 0-0 United 5-0 Watford 0-0 Everton keeping clean sheets in all those mm. games and since then they've not kept a clean sheet Yeah. so I mean you probably expect that given the run in the pressure's on it's going to get harder um, they've obviously got the Champions League to think about they've got Chelsea in the league next um, to be honest after they play Chelsea at home if they get through that game with a win I mean Cardiff Cardiff away Huddersfield at home Newcastle away Wolves at home <sighs> I mean, that, that is about as easy as it could possibly you get, it. realistically. You take it. You take it. Especially with Newcastle in there, Pete. <laughs> I mean, they weren't great at the weekend. Mm. I, they were relatively okay at the weekend. Just, uh, you could see a silly penalty at the end. Um, yeah, it was, it, do you think they're going to go all guns blazing uh, tomorrow and just kind of set like try for a big win uh, at home against Porto and then the pressure's off the second uh, leg? They could put, possibly rest players, bang on the bench for the running. Played them in the knockouts last season, didn't they? Mm. Beat them 5-0 in the mm. first leg, I think. Yeah, so I think... Like, yeah. I think they probably will try and repeat that just because Anfield on a European night is such an incredible thing. But mm. at the same time, I think it would have to be a 5-0 for them to rest players in the second leg. I don't think they would. Uh, I don't think they would. But do you know that. what? With Liverpool, they're quite a special case because it, it, when, you, when, when we have these conversations about teams would rather do this or rather do that, and I don't, I don't, th- I don't think in Liverpool's case you'll find anyone who supports Liverpool who won't agree that they want to win the Premier League. Mm. It's not a case of with Man City, of course, their priority, if they could take the choice, they'd probably choose the Champions League, right? Yeah. Because they, that's one big thing they want to win. Yeah. Liverpool is unquestionably the, the Premier League. Yeah. Yeah. And if they get into a situation where in the second leg against Porto, they've got they've picked up a few injuries, they've got Cardiff away, I think four days later as things are currently scheduled, um, I can see them prioritising the league, you know. Mm. Because if they get a 2-0 against Porto at home, I wouldn't necessarily. I think Porto are a bit underrated. I haven't seen an awful lot of them. We've heard about them on the on the continent, and 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 the guys seem to think that they're a better proposition than perhaps some people think. Of course, they're in the quarterfinal, by the way, so they they've done enough mm, to get yeah. there. Um, but I just think Liverpool are desperate to win the Premier League, and I'm not the only person that thinks that. Obviously, so it wouldn't be a huge surprise for me if they were to sacrifice it at the behest of the Premier League. Don't forget, they went out in the FA Cup in the third round. Yeah, you know, and it's and it served them in pretty good stead ever since. You could argue so. It'd be interesting to see what 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 comes out of it. Yeah, I didn't want. I didn't even want to go out here anyway. Yeah, you can have your Champions League. Yeah, my my Champions League <laughs> winners medal goes to another school actually. <laughs> uh, Jurgen Klopp once again 
refusing to uh, refusing to rule out uh, managing Bayern in the future. Obviously, he's. Um, but he did say that my, my work here isn't finished. Yeah, and yeah. I'm under contract and all the rest of it. Maybe I mean, he's, he's at the end of the season when they win the league. I, I, I sometimes <laughs> feel that I sometimes feel that with man, with managers, and uh, this is different to the Eden Hazard situation because Eden Hazard. Whenever, every time he's asked about Real Madrid, and of course we've seen some headlines this yes, morning about please. This, he just yeah, goes, just oh no, <laughs> oh no, yeah. Why would I ever think about doing that? <laughs> Play right. one of the best teams in the world. But with Jürgen oh. Klopp, he's, not gonna, he's, he's obviously German, and he... He's violently German. He's one of the most German people I've ever seen. And, 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 and very rarely do you get people who are just a little bit German. Yeah. It's like, it's like the yeah. French. They're all really French. Mm. But anyway, that's another story. Oh, I was in uh, Toulouse over the weekend. Peaky, oh, right. Peaky Blinders very much uh, has reached that, uh, that particular country. Yeah. Le Peaky Blinder! Did you fight at me? Peaky Blinder! Were you wearing one of those caps? <laughs> no, it's dad must you. One of those Baker Boy caps. Uh, right wing haircut. What were you doing in Toulouse? <laughs> I, eating soup. Eating French onion soup, but over there they call it onion soup. Yeah, mm. it's good. What, what, no, seriously, what were you doing over there? Drinking. Okay, uh, <laughs> uh, but the Jurgen Klopp point is just that that Bayern Munich are the biggest club in Germany, mm. and saying he refuses to rule it out. I mean, what's the only way he can rule it out is by saying, "I will never manage there." <laughs> yeah, and of course, he? He, in ten years' time, he might want to manage there. Yeah. So he can only give the answer he can give, right? Uh, he's, he's a young manager. He's got a long uh, a managerial yeah. career ahead of him. He's got I, a lot I, of teeth, Jurgen Klopp. He by does, way. and they're, they've definitely magnificent things as well. They've definitely been. Uh, they, they, they're definitely new. What's happened is he's had a load of those teeth put in, mm. and the and person they've got drunk on power. He's just put, he's yeah. just not stopped. Oh, it's Friday afternoon. I'm going to put four extra in there. It's so many. Many, many teeth. Teeth. I really don't think Klopp would leave Liverpool if they won the league this season. I think you reckon? He, I think, or he'd like to bask in the glory. I, I think if he won the league with Liverpool, the next project would be win the Champions League with them because they have a history of doing that and it's mm. one of those few clubs where you can realistically aim at that. Why not do both at the same time? Well, I mean, that might be a big ask for, mm. for anybody, but um, we'll Even see. more than he can uh, chew with those teeth? <laughs> well, no, possibly. I don't think there's anything he can't <laughs> he's, chew. He's, he's bitten off exactly the right amount he can definitely chew, <laughs> which is loads. Yeah. Uh, also, the Premier League, Huddersfield Town 1, Leicester City 4, Leicester City are looking uh, like a completely different animal in many mm. ways. Has Brendan Rodgers got on fire? And are, they look like a really good counter-attacking team They again. really do. I mean, they're, they're, they're up in seventh, so they're top of that other little league. And mm. also, they, they weren't doing badly under uh, under Club Puel. They were just playing drab football. And yeah. I, I wonder, does, you know, does this make them a more appealing prospect for potential signings in the summer? Because, you know, Leicester, obviously, they're a fun club to be around. We've all seen it. It's, it's pretty much always dramatic and fun there, and that's probably what it did for Puel. Yeah, that, but, that's what um, footballers uh, want. They just want a fun place to be. You know what I mean, though. It's yeah. like you're going to go there and be able to express yourself and mm. you know the, the quality of players that they, they that suit the type of game that Leicester want to play probably are a bit more available to them now. Is it an hour from Luton Airfield? <laughs> That's the question for a lot of European footballers. But yeah, everyone, where, can, where, how can I get to an airport really Pete, quick? Not everyone wants to leave the country as often and as rapidly as possible like you. Mm. Good point. Just, you have to say, I'm some running away from my problems. Drink some my problems are here. Some people like Leicester. <laughs> I, nice... I lived there for five years, so yeah, I do. I've been there. Twice, yeah, I can't complain. Was it for a comedy festival? It. Yes, it was. Yeah, you were there one time. I, I, th- I, I think with Rogers, I mean, clearly he's done a decent job. I mean, it's, it seemed like a nice fit for him when he first went there, didn't mm. it? Yeah. With apologies to Celtic and how fuming they were about it. He lost <laughs> his first game. I forget who it was against, but I think they've won every game since. Yeah, they've so, gone on a hell of a run. So they're doing, they're doing very well. They've got Newcastle at home uh, next. Oh, six. salve to the six. wounds. Mm. Oh, just when I was getting a little bit depressed, can I, keep, can I maintain <laughs> yeah. this winning run? Yes, I can. Both a day uh, at work and a day off. Yeah, yeah. they lost. They narrowly lost to Watford. That's it in his first game. And mm. he's won, they've won four games in a row since Fulham, Burnley, Bournemouth and Huddersfield. Now, of course, maybe you'd say that's a bit of the old Solskjaer. You'd expect him to win it. Um, but I think they've done well and I think he's a really nice fit for them. I do. Mm. And, and, and um, 
Jan Sievert on the other side of the ticket. I mean, there's been talk that people aren't really happy with how harsh he's been. Mm. On the other hand, the team are absolutely fucking shit. <laughs> What's he supposed to do? Yeah. Well done, you're all doing a brilliant job. Yeah. I do get the feeling that when a manager so young walks into a room, walks into a dressing room like that and sort of goes, you're all shit. And he's gone, you didn't play football at any kind of level and you're 37. You're my age, yeah. pretty much. Like, I don't know. But I it just... doesn't mean he can't be a good manager, does I know, it? but it's the authority though, isn't it? If you've got a, a, a misfiring uh, dressing room where they're just not playing together, they're just... Uh, not misfiring, they're not even they're loaded not the even gun. Loaded. <laughs> they're not even loaded. They've lost all their guns. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they've put one of those locks on it to yeah. keep it safe mm. from kids and they've forgotten uh, their combination. I reckon they've handed their guns back. Yeah, in, 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 to in, the in opposition. A, one yeah. of those moratorium They've got cold dead hands. Yeah, but the, um, the thing with Siva and Huddersfield, for me, is that it got to the point where because they stayed up last season, people were quite impressed by that and mm. they've done brilliantly and, and we've talked on this show about how it was a bit of a holiday for them. But they've gone to such, they've gone, taken that to such a ridiculous degree that it's actually probably a little bit unacceptable now yeah. because you'd expect um, you're at home, you've already been relegated mm. against a team who are doing well and they've got a good manager and they've got some good players, but by no means infallible. You know, they're not a team who can't ever be, you know, beaten because we've seen them be beaten. And now you've lost five Premier League games in a row. And it's a bit like, well, there is getting relegated, which is obviously absolutely fine for a team the size of Huddersfield in the top flight. But then they're sort of getting relegated in a certain way. Yeah, getting humiliated. Is, yeah, which is kind of what ha- what's happening now. And to lose 4-1 at home, I didn't see the game because I was, obviously, I, I've just watched the highlights. So apologies if it, if it wasn't as, as 4-1 as it looked. They've got 14 points in the Premier League. I yeah. think Jan Siva is within his rights to say, look, you've seen off another manager already. I know he had his own reasons, but he's gone and he wouldn't have been gone possibly if it wasn't like that. Like that. And now you just, you've, you've thrown the towel in. I don't think he'd be any sort of professional if he wasn't angry no. with that, would he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, is that fair? Not. He's not a caretaker manager, really. He's a no, manager. he's there for... But he will be there next season, won't he? I you mean, think so? It'd but, be a weird decision to sort of fire him now. I've seen a couple of Huddersfield fans who um, oh, I know say so that they don't think it will last very long in the Championship because it doesn't really seem to be too much direction now. They don't really know what they want to do next. Mm. So we'll, we'll have to wait and see, I guess. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a weird case to find yourself that uh, adrift at the bottom of the Premier League table, even at this point of the season. Mm. Uh, quick one on uh, Everton versus Arsenal. Everton uh, edging that one out. It was, oh, it was a... Mustafi, what is going on? As I said um, recently before this game, when uh, there was a lot of talk of like, oh, can Arsenal pip Spurs? Mm. Um, There's a lot of Arsenal that you can put into seven games. And (laughs) (laughs) they they put a lot of it into that first one. I thought that was was kind of like without, I mean, they obviously looked a lot better against Newcastle uh, on Monday. It's the home form and the away form. Yeah, but I think Arsenal's back four, I think, played pretty much the same I just think that they looked very very ordinary and looked really disjointed mm. I just well they went in the back five gonna, yeah um, but I think you know the, the, they look like a back four <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah I suppose that's Mustafi back one. but the, the Luka, Luka Dinia throw was, was amazing but mm. uh, Mustafi went for the first sort of bite of that cherry and then sort of switched off again and mm. it, was, it, was, it was just chaos in, in the box and that should have been dealt with better but I think a lot of credit has to go to Everton firstly because they've been they've been a lot better recently and um, I think Marco Silva set his team up very very well and they were very disciplined and they did the, the opposite of what we've been criticising them for for a lot of the season which was to actually not just like go hell for leather yeah. and, and they, they did a very good job of containment which Arsenal helped with by being a bit sort of unimaginative and I wonder if Torreira's absence um, made a big difference there because that was his last game of his ban and El Nen he came in and he, he hasn't played a lot this season which Aye. isn't ideal and yeah it's, it's a frustrating one I, I, this 
I think that you know they haven't got a clean sheet this season on the road, which is mm. which is uh, Ipswich the only other team to be in that mm. situation as well. And there's clearly a, a lot more work to be done to change the culture of the club, where this uh, this away form is so spectacularly different from the home form. I think that's now on the head. The last point you made there. <clears throat> what Emery's trying to do and I think he's done a good job this season he can't do it all in one mm. season I think he's, overall he's done he's done he's done well what he's trying to do is change the culture of a club I mean last season they were in the um, in the Premier League they, it was it was scandalous how bad they were mm. away from home they were awfully bad like so so bad for a club of that size yeah. and it's kind of more of the same this year I haven't I haven't got the, st- the stats in front of me but I'd be surprised if they haven't been improved this year than last year compared on the way from they, I, I, again I don't have the stats they only won one away from home have. last season didn't they or something like that I think that might have been in the start of the calendar year right, right? Okay. I'm not sure but it was very very bad it's not great yeah. this season it is better but it absolutely has to improve it, it, it has to and, and the thing is Arsenal really need to finish in the top four this season to, to remedy that because you would you would think Mustafi would probably leave um, given he is a bit of a lightning rod you, you never know but the thing is Arsenal in a situation where they they've got to bring a big character into that defense because Koscielny's the best defender by a mile but he's you know he's not got that much left in the tank Socrates has been good but he's better with someone leading beside him they need to sort of they need to find a gem somewhere that can come in and lead and and change the character of that back four Mm. oh absolutely but I I also think it's a mentality situation I I, Mm. I think I don't want to sort of over egg the pudding but I think it was an absolute boys club under Wenger towards the end perhaps and I think that the way that manifests itself is, of course, a team of Arsenal's resources and their players are always going to be able to beat an average team at home. Because it's just, I mean, they're, they're Arsenal, right? So they can yeah. do that. When it gets hard, when it goes away, when, you, when you're expected to do other things that you're not expected to do at home, because away from home, you've got to really give it some. You've got to break down a team, or, or you've got to, not break down a team, I suppose, but you've got to deal with a team's threat and then mm. threat yourself, threat yourself, which makes it harder. I just can't do it. It's and pure mentality. Isn't it's going it, to take Emery a while to inject that in them. I think. Mm. I think. I think. For, for as good as Wenger was, and as amazing as he's been for English football, towards the end, it was a little bit scandalous, really. And and Emery's going to take a while to sort it out. Mm. Um, and you know, bringing in key personnel is, is, is part of that. And it's an absolute crime, by the way, that Mustafi was trying to force a move away from Arsenal. They should have driven him to the airport themselves. Yeah. He's, he's <laughs> an absolute embarrassment. If he was a, if he was a horse. You, you can't sell him to a horse racing team of a much lower level. Yeah, yeah Probably I agree. Probably for a loss. But Jim, you said to me yesterday, you think Mustafi's the worst defender in the Premier League. I actually do. Yeah. I've said this on the but show I can't, before. The thing is, I can't argue but with the it. Thing is, I want to say, that's just your emotional fan side talking. Yeah, maybe, but maybe I can't argue with it. I've not, I've not looked at all this, this, <laughs> the blocked stats and this stat and that stat. because I think he's particularly good at blocks, actually. I've but, seen um, him block himself, though. That's yeah. the problem. <laughs> but, like, I mean, would he improve Fulham? Would he improve Huddersfield? Because a lot that he has a rick in him in, in pretty much every game, mm. and he uh, the, when he does it, he shouts at the nearest person. It's like this is. This do you is remember, do you remember I can't Wiggly, think he might improve for them to be fair. Do you remember Wiggly Gigglies? No, no. <laughs> it was like a little toy. It was like a like a weird sort of egg shaped toy with a little rock inside, like a heavy weight. And when you rolled it, it would sort of list from side to side, and it would. Oh yeah, in a, in we didn't a call them that. Though. We didn't call them that. Though. I thought this was some. Well, sort the of Bandai Corporation called the Wiggly Gigglies, I believe. We call them Weebles. Weebles wobble, but they don't fall down. No, they're different. They're, that's oh, like right. a that's like a weighted thing that comes up every now and again. Yeah. This is a thing that would, if you rolled it along the floor, it would never keep a straight line. A Wiggly Giggly. Mm. Um, it's it, he looks like he's controlling a Wiggly Giggly a lot of yeah. time. That was yeah. quite pained, really. Wiggly Gigglies. Yeah. Um, sponsored by Wiggly Gigglies. Uh, right, we'll be back very, very soon with more chat about football, specifically the EFL Championship. That's what we're doing next. See you then. <laughs> A 
when I switched, there was cameras everywhere. Flash, flash, flash. Mate, it was amazing. Ah, Cole and Owen together at last, like nuts and gum. Could Joe Cole be the pro- could be he be the solution to England's left sided problem? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. He's actually not a bad pundit, by the way, Cole. No. Yeah. I yeah. quite enjoy Which is interesting. I'm really surprised by that because I remember hearing that Carlo Ancelotti basically bombed him out of Chelsea because he just didn't understand his instructions. So to see that he's actually quite a good analyst. Kind of Emery, Emery with Ramsey. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> no, I don't know about that's that. That's the rumour. Got very confused. Tell you who else is a brilliant uh, pundit is Liam Rossini as well. Yeah. Leo was in your son. Mm. I saw him at the weekend. He was very good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I got really confused with the Everton Arsenal dugout. Very f- um, physically, very f- um, similar managers. Yeah. I, th- I could only tell because obviously one has a red tie on. Oh, one, oh, oh Tim's when, fine. When Mustafi did that completely unnecessary foul at one point and caused a bit of a ruckus, um, Mesut Ozil threw his jacket at the Everton bench. Yeah. Such, such a sort of limp. What? The one thing you're going to get angry about is that. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully he's angry with Mustafa. Because that was, honestly, I know yeah. we've already. Maybe that's about it. Him. Just cover him up. Yeah. It's embarrassing. <laughs> to be honest, no, look, cover the Everton. You don't need to see this. This, this, this is a crime. <laughs> this is horrible. That was so bad. Mm. This, it was so. We played for Everton. It was so <laughs> slow. It was so slow. You could see what the. Um, was it Was it Walcott? No, it wasn't Walcott. It was Calvert Lewin, wasn't mm. it? You could see who had a good game, by the way. Yes, indeed. You, you could see what. What Calvert Lewis trying to do, and it still took Mustafi a good few seconds to brain to process what was happening. And he just, I thought, I know He's on the move. I know the laws of the game say otherwise, but I think you can make a decent. I mean, that should have been a red card. It's so late. It was so off the ball. It was obviously, it was obviously halting a potentially damaging attack. Yeah. It just, I just felt like I didn't want to. I didn't want to see him anymore. Well, you know, I feel about professional fouls. I think they should be straight reds every in, time. In situations like that, I feel like there should be a card where it's, where the referee goes, look. Sorry, Unai, but um, you have to sell this player now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that would have been handed out on the first match he played. Em- Emery, um, Emery would would have presumably been fine with that. But but the um, to me, there should be a car which says, "I just don't want to look at you anymore." <laughs> it's the so stand in the corner flag, face the crowd, get out of my sight, yeah, get Blair, out of my the sight. Blair Witch Project. Yeah. Uh, so the football round sponsored by Bet Three Six Five will be here on Thursday once again. Luke, how did our best better get on? Uh, badly because oh. the best bet was Leicester to win um, to nil and Huddersfield are so annoying they can't even do that so yeah. they scored a goal mm. which meant the bet wasn't a winner so we'll be looking for another one on Thursday show at thefootballramble.com with best bet in the subject line yeah I believe there was a young lad who uh, I think was undergoing some kind of cancer treatment who's lost all of his hair obviously because the chemo uh, and he visited Huddersfield town to watch uh, Moy for the first time I Did think he really? she may have, I think she may have been a little girl oh, okay. if I heard right in, okay. in the commentary I didn't see any of this <laughs> well, it's very, news to very me. sweet. You should watch the crowd more, shouldn't you? I like should. what I do. I Nothing interested on the pitch in that match. Sorry, not Huddersfield. Um, so, uh, in, in the championship, uh, Aston Villa scored two goals in stoppage time at uh, Sheffield Wednesday to win a sixth straight championship game. They are going great guns at the moment, Aston Villa. At, the, at a good time. Yes. At a good time. And it's, it's all about momentum. We always say this every single week. How many matches have we got left? Five matches? Oh, I, I could see I could see them. I, I remember I remember being on the radio when Aston Villa, It was, I think it was the Friday night game. And it was at the start of February and Sheffield United were 3-0 up at Villa Park with 10 minutes to go. And Aston Villa came back and drew 3 all, mm. And it was kind of like, wow, this is really going to galvanise their season. Weirdly, they then lost the next two games and drew the one after that. And they, they found themselves um, playing um, Birmingham in the, in, in the second city derby, as we saw, and what mm. happened with Grealish and all the rest of it. And um, I was on the radio that day as well, and someone said, to, "Someone said, I forget who it was. Oh, look, they, if they don't win this game against Birmingham, they can say they can wave goodbye to their playoff hopes. They've 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 messed it up. It's not going to happen. They won that game, of course. They've won every game since, mm. and they are, as Jim just said, it's a very roundabout way for me of saying that they play Rotherham next, 
uh, and they've got a couple, two or three home games left, and I think they've got a really good chance of getting the playoffs. And the, and the team that's so big in, in terms of their history and the size of club, they've got a really good chance. Because I think if Leeds drop into it, as they have done, they stay there because they've lost two of their last three, they're going to be so disappointed. West Brom are in a bit of a state of flux. I know they've been decent since they got rid of Darren Moore, annoyingly for the rest of us who thought that was a stranger decision. And I think they got the better in Bristol City, who seems to have had a bit of a wobble themselves. I only won two of the last six. Villa have got a good chance of coming up through the playoffs, is what mm. I'm saying. I, I genuinely think mm. they have, and I was impressed with them because against Sheffield Wednesday, I, I think that's the first game Steve Bruce has lost at Wednesday. Yeah. And they were one all with a few minutes left or something, weren't they? And I thought you think oh, that's a good point for them, Nat. Nat, they scored two goals late on, and they've well, well firmly ensconced in fifth now. Um, probably not going to catch third or fourth now. They definitely won't catch third. No. But if they're in the playoffs picture, I think they're going to have a good chance of going up. I do. Mm. I was I was I was quite enjoying how um, Steve Bruce has managed um, Rolando Aarons, uh, the Newcastle United uh, left winger. I I, I is really he still on loan? I think he's still on loan there. And, uh, and Steve Bruce, you'd have him back, wouldn't you? Oh, we got we got uh, another underwhelming uh, left winger in the shape of Christian Atsu. So it's all right. We're fine. We're fine. We're sorted for that kind of thing. Uh, so yeah, it's another weekend. Uh, Derby's Dwayne Holmes, uh, Wiggins, Nathan Byrne, Palace's Wilfie Zaha, and the Northampton Town squad in its entirety racially abused within 24 hours. It almost seems born to mention it, but obviously there has to be reasons that we have to mention it, but it's just another weekend in football. It just mm. doesn't seem to be getting any any better. less acceptable. It's just not getting yeah. any it's not getting any better any time soon. Well, I think it is right to mention it again because uh, as, as we keep hearing from... But it's from, every weekend, Jim, isn't well, it? Exactly, and the, the problem is it's become too normalised and, and mm. seemingly very quickly as well um, since it's kind of been back in the in the news cycle. And it... it it has to change, and whatever is work, whatever has been done to change it, isn't working. You know, obviously, there's been strange messaging with with uh, with kick it out and the, the FA's new um, proposal to tackle it. And mm. I mean, as players say, you know, clubs get fined and nothing really happens, and you know, you, you get fans here and there banned, and nothing else really happens. It, it, it absolutely needs to change. And I think if if we may skip ahead to to Gordon Strachan, mm. uh, the comments he made over the weekend, where um, he was talking about the the Adam Johnson situation and if, if someone if, if someone in the crowd were to abuse him would, would the players have to walk off I mean that is so wrong headed and I mean I, that I think, was I, I, th- I think we're Gordon I mean it's, it's just a, a confused old, yeah, old man talking but, shite but one of the constants in football is old men you know mm. you're going to have ex-pros you're going to have ex-managers that are pundits and, and people that are in the game and, and that's fine they, 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 obviously they bring a lot to it but is there an argument now that if you've got someone saying like that on TV saying something like that on 2019 or feeling, comfort- or feeling comfortable uh, expressing those views I guess is it, massive it, what about is a massive yeah. uh, just... do there need to be educational programs in, in place for um, how we for, talk for about broadcasters yeah maybe. for how broadcasters talk about yeah. racism so that, that, I, that's mean... a, I think that's a, that's a decent point actually <clears> but the, the, the the striking thing is, is I oh, know it's an outlier. Ma- man, confused man gets confused on TV, right? That that and there should be fail safes in place to stop that happening. Clearly, what he said was potentially very damaging, and we didn't see the. T- I didn't see the challenge. I didn't see what happened after that. I, just the sure. hilarious silence that could it. Uh, was I mean, after he's, it. he's more than likely going to pay with his job for that. Mm. And I don't think anyone is seriously suggesting that he's either a racist or an no. endorser of paedophilia. So, is mm. I think in a way that's kind of a. A bit of a red herring to the actual issue, yes. which to me it feels that it's one of education, it's one of funding, uh, and it's one of society. Society as, well. as a Pop, ref- political plot populism and stuff like that. Well, yeah, because because like, you'd have to argue that given it's such a large spectator sport, it's a reflection of society at large. Usually, and and we've talked, by the way, not that I'm saying this is a serious because it isn't, but it is part of the same conversation. We've talked fairly consistently over the years in this studio 
about the behavior of people at football grounds in general. And what happens is people, these kind of people you talk about, people, these edgelord kind of guys on the mm. internet, like, mm. they're just challenging each other to go one bit further, one bit further and say things more outrageous with the ready available alcohol and recreational drugs, all that kind of stuff. And if you don't like it, you know, yeah, I'm exactly. just being ironic. You exactly. know, what? Exactly. Get over yourself. And the reason I bring that up is because I think, I believe I'm right in saying Nathan Byrne, the Wigan player, I think was racially abused on Twitter. Yes. And the, I think there's been an arrest made because mm. of that as a kid. handed himself in. Right, okay. So so it's, it's happening all over the place, not mm. just through through football stadiums. Yeah. It's a reflection of society more widely. But the stat that I read last week, which blew my mind, I don't actually I can't actually find it in front of me, but it was something along the lines of look at the amount of money that Premier League clubs spent on agents last season. Yeah. And look at the amount of money that was given to kick it out. Two hundred and fifty million, wasn't it? The yeah. And, and the kick it out thing was something like one percent of that. It was mm. it was scandalously low. So there needs to be some leadership on this. There needs to be some more holistic punishment. There needs to be more some a more holistic view of it. But there needs to be some leadership on it. And um, if it doesn't happen, it's just going to keep getting worse. And what also needs to happen is the punishments need to be more severe. I know yeah. that's not the solution. I know heavily punishing things for people for all sorts of different reasons in society for crime, whatever. There's no link between punishment and deter deterring of crime. But in this case, in this particular instance, it's going to set an example. It's going to make people think again. Now, I know that's not going to stop racism, but it's it's part of the, clubs, part of the problem. Clubs have a duty of care to their players, first and foremost, yeah. and to a secondary um, uh, members of ethnic minorities that are supporters as well. Uh, it's I sort of think when all this was kicking off in the 80s, and obviously it's a very different world now, um, what were people in my position doing? And and that's what worries me, that I'm not doing something, mm. even though I find the whole thing baffling. I don't really have a take on it that's going to suggest any solutions. Yeah. So I worry that I'm letting the people who are listening to the football around the down by not being able to help in mm. any way. And that's the thing that I just, it just but makes people, me sad. Because, because and, and we can do certain amount of things. We can speak out about it on this show. We can challenge it when we see it, which, you know, which can be hard to do when you're outnumbered and all the rest of it. But I've witnessed fans be ejected for racist abuse. Mm. I've witnessed it with my mm. own eyes. I know friends who have complained about it and had it had people removed. That's a very, very small part of the solution, though. Mm. And what needs to happen is the, the, the football itself needs to take a huge amount of leadership on it. And, um, and you know, an example would be Gordon Taylor, the outgoing union chief who gets paid millions and millions and millions a year. And the guy who comes in to replace him will be paid millions and millions and millions a year. What what's it? What what are they doing? They're supposed to be mm. representing the players. So you talk about the players being guaranteed not to be racially abused at their place of work. Surely the head of the union mm. can take a leadership role in that. Surely the clubs themselves can take more of a leadership role. I mean, it may take something really drastic. It may take a club to say, you know what? Last season, some of our players were racially abused playing against your team. We're not fulfilling the fixture. Yeah, mm. and and of course they'll they'll have to take some sort of interim. Um, short-term punishment for that, but not a single soul is going to blame him for it. Mm. And there'll be a groundswell of opinion, yeah. and 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 what what that'll be is a trigger event towards hopefully getting it getting it sorted. But again, that's only going to stop racism in stadiums. It's not going to stop racism mm. because racism starts when people aren't educated properly and when they're not brought up properly by their parents and and and, and kind of things like that. I'd say. Yeah, and when the political landscape allows uh, that kind of opinion, we got Tommy Robinson in the in the square uh, doing speeches in front of his people uh, on a break at, at Westminster. Like, at Westminster, yeah. Like I, you know, I remember having a it, conversation, it's and it's just normal now. It's just something we've got to do. I remember having a conversation with someone who listened to our show yeah. about Tommy Robinson on Twitter a few years ago, trying to 
talk him out of his opinion that oh he was just a good guy you know mm. this that and the other mm. and it's very difficult to change a person's mind it's very difficult to get through to people and and, and, you know, and, and they are in the minority in our out. listeners this listeners of course absolutely as well well, if you are, there shouldn't be even be a minority. If you're a racist, don't listen to our show. Mm, I don't indeed. want you to listen. I don't yeah. want you to listen, so don't. Right. Okay, well, good. Uh, let's move all right on. Then. Let's move on. Uh, let's have a bit of a WhatsApp action. We've got a little jingle for that, Pete. WhatsApp! For God's sake! Wayne Rooney was sent off for the first time in his MLS career for a, I'm going to say robust challenge. I'm going to say horrendous. That's what, <laughs> that's what I've got written down here. VAR, yeah. VAR got him in the end. He got a yellow, but VAR uh, reversed it, or rather, I guess, accelerated it mm. towards red town. For those of you who have got more in their lives mm. than seeking out Wayne Rooney playing in MLS. Um, which <laughs> He's is, having a lovely time. Yeah, I'm sure he is. Mm. He's got a few days off now. Um, <laughs> it was a shins, shin high, sort of studs up kind yeah. of lunge. Mm. It didn't look great, really. Mm. Steam train Rooney is something we've not seen in a <laughs> no. while. No. I don't know what happened before that slight tackle, but I'm almost certain he'd lost the ball. Because uh, <laughs> that's what I used to do back as in the he, day. As he walked off, I'm pretty sure he said to the coach, I told you I still got the fire in me, Benny. <laughs> do not doubt me. A devil is coming. Yeah. <laughs> a devil see. is arriving. Lovely says Ronaldinho's son. Uh, signed a pro contract uh, with Cruzeiro. Uh, he looks like Ronaldinho mm. without the teeth. Handsome. Keep, handsome, keep handsome. an eye on the work rate. Keep an eye on the work there, rate. Yeah. Yeah. One thing I will respect, and I read this in the, in the story that reported uh, that he'd signed, is that when he first arrived at the club, he didn't tell anyone who his dad was. He's oh. of course got a different name. Nice. And... Um, so he was trying to get there on merit. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how long that lasted, but <laughs> everyone certainly knows who his dad is now. Um, but uh, yeah, he does look a bit like his dad. Yeah. He's got better dental work. Though. It was like, uh, it was like uh, Tino's, um, that block who's uh, got a second name, Aspria. Yeah. And everyone thinks it's Tino's son. It's not. He, I reckon he just adopted that I name. bloody wish I was. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. bloody wish I was. Yeah. Uh, I think it's because like right last week, I think he scored a goal and then he did a quite similar kind of Tino mm. kind of uh, cartwheel celebration. It's like Leeds have got that player called Ronaldo Vieira. Yes. Yeah, like, Regen. That is uh, that's a lot to live Regen. up to. He's on loan somewhere else now, I think. I think he might have gone to Spa. Is he not in Sa- Sampdoria now? Yeah, he's in Sampdoria. But good luck yeah. to him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter. He can always yeah. trade off that name. Um, Luke, we've got a set of shows that are... Uh, be, you're, you're able to listen to them right now, if you fancy it. He's signed for Sampdoria on a perm. I just oh, checked. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, we've got 12 eggs of Easter. The first one came out today. It's celebrating um, our favourite eggs and their contribution to the game. Eggs. Leading up to uh, Good Friday. So every day mm. between now and Good Friday, uh, there are going to be uh, 12 egg-related shows. The first one's Bobby Charlton. You'll be able to find yes. that in, the, in your feed now. I'm not going to tell you tomorrow's is. You have to wait and see. No, I can't to... remember. No, not going to. Our brains were addled <laughs> with so many egg jobs. Scrambled. And that's why I'm not going to tell them either. <laughs> but yeah, check it out. 12 Eggs of Easter. Get involved. Tell us what you think. Suggest some eggs of your own, perhaps. Mm. Uh, spread the good word. And also, don't forget, tickets for our live shows are selling fast. I believe that the stalls in both the London shows we've announced are now sold out. So if you want to move, move quick. Uh, RambleLive.com. Uh, oh, sorry, RambleLive.com. Yeah, and, and if you can't come to the London show because it's sold out, which it will do probably in the next week or so. Drive to New York. Well, yeah, could drive to New York. <laughs> We've got a show at Hayes, just outside of London, yeah. and one or two others dotted around. Northampton's not too far away. So there's going to be options there for you. RambleLive.com. Get your tickets now. They're very competitively priced for the extravaganza you'll receive in return. Hey, Pete Donaldson. I'm learning fire tricks as we speak. There we go. Fire <laughs> poi. Not... Oh, yes, I'd love a bit of that. That'd be amazing. Yeah. Uh, well, it's been real. It's been emotional. Uh, uh, guys, thank you for uh, doing the football ramble with me and putting up with my sub-optimal presenter. Who's the guy style. who used to present this, Jim? I can't God, remember. No. Yeah. I think he's dead. Hairy boy. Oh, he'll be sweating out there, won't he? Yeah. Oh, Mexico in April. This was a Radio Staccano production.
Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.